You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Empire. Capitals defenseman Carl Osner. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino. We are joined by NBC Sports Washington's Brian McNally, who is in the middle of a, a crazy day at home. So, th- Brian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. What's going on? Uh, we, I just want to tell stories. I, I, I don't know if you have a favorite Carl Osner story from your time around the team, because we, we've all kind of dealt with Carl, and he was one of our favorites. But you were around the team for a long period of time, ex- including that, that time when it was Hendricks and Ward and Brower and Carl, when it was just a great room. A great group to deal with, good good guys, guys who would like, look, we don't know anything, right? We're dummies. We're just we're reporters yeah. in there. We're we're talking to people. We need we need people who can um explain to us how things work so that when we then pass that on to fans and talk to them, we don't sound like morons. Like we have some informed opinion. And that whole group was good. Like that was uh, I've covered a bunch of teams, I've covered a bunch of Nats teams, commanders teams. That group and and Carl was kind of the the ringleader of that was great at being able to be like letting you inside the room, not too far in the room, not like giving us everything, but enough that we kind of knew how things were were going and not just how things were going like that season, but like what mattered, what was important. I, I think that always that always stuck with me because I think that's important. Whenever you're covering a team, you need someone who can pull you aside and be like, hey, that that thing you said on the radio, that was dumb. Here's why. And and can do that in a respectful way and not, you know, it's not contentious and it's not, you know, you're not firing bases at each other or anything like that. It's just like, Hey, this is how things are from a player's perspective. And I think when you're covering a team, having that is invaluable. And that, that whole group was, uh, was that kind of 20, what, what would you say, Steve, like the 2010, yeah, to, 2011 to, till like, till, till beyond the cup year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it, and it was it was always I always loved chatting with Carl about that stuff. You could it doesn't always have to be on the record stuff. It doesn't always have to be even things about hockey. It could just be stuff about life in general. So That's our, that's uh, the podcast now basically. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and is val- incredibly valuable for people trying to to make sense of, of the sport for sure. Well, you, I I find it's it's so important too because we we so often we think of things just so binary, right? It's like this play happened and this happened because you gave the puck away, right? And hockey isn't like that. You, there's so much stuff that goes into it, right? It could be just the way someone's eyes are looking or what happened on the play just before. So you made this read this time. And it's nice to be able to actually take a second and explain that to people and, and have them listen and care, you know, like like this is this is why we do the things we do or Maybe we had a bad game and this is maybe why we had the bad game because all the stuff that happened the day before or that morning or what we were feeling in the dressing room. So I, I just find that it's that that ends up being it's almost like you're getting something off your chest, right? <laughs> Instead of just holding it in all the time, and then going home and complaining to your wife or your <laughs> girlfriend or another teammate. It's like I can kind of complain to you guys a little bit and, 
and then you guys can can kind of put it out there the way that you usually with a really nice um, spin on it to, to to make us all look good and and that's kind of the way that I felt you know I, I had to you know I, I worked with my my coaches and my teammates but we work with you guys too and and I think that's uh, that's so important to have a good relationship there you guys are kind I of teammates said- now too right Pardon we me? are, kind of, yeah. We we uh we got the NBC Sports Washington thing going on here. Oh right? yes, yes we are. I was on our, I was on some internal meetings in the playoffs, and was kind of <laughs> good to to see people pick Carl's brain about the series and all that kind of good stuff. So, but I always I always said too, Carl, like it. You guys have a PhD in hockey, right? You've done this since you were kids. You've done this since you were three years old. We don't have that. And as a reporter, you always have to be respectful going into a locker room. I'm not the doctor. I don't know everything. If I assume I know everything, uh, it's probably not going to go well for me at some point. So I, you need you need as many different perspectives from the players, from the coaches, whoever you're dealing with. And, and uh, you know, like like I said, you you got the doctorate. I just I, <laughs> I need to know what happened. And, I, and as you said, there are complicated times where I'm, my question <laughs> is, who am I blaming? Carl, who am I blaming? And yeah. You, like. Dude, it's not that simple. And that that is helpful for a reporter always. So I wish I actually had a PhD. I'd have a green card by now if that was the case. But it's it's also a good point too. Like I, I just I've been listening to a lot of these a lot of podcasts and stuff lately as well. And just um someone brought up a good point that uh, a way that the way that like scientists look at things, right? Is is somebody brings them some information and instead of being like, No, that that's that's not right, it's it's this, it's that instead of looking at things that way, you got to look at it as, ah, this is new. Okay. Why is it new? And explain that. And so I think that's a good way, not only for reporters, but for, for the players as well. Like if you guys see something and you bring the question to us, you're seeing that for a reason. And, and, and why are you seeing that? You know, what does it look like? What are the optics of it? Because, you know, obviously the, 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 uh, what it matters, what happens on the ice, but also matters what you guys see too. And if it doesn't look right, then there's probably something going on there. There's a little something in the underbelly that we need to figure out as well. The coaches and, will see maybe, too, right? Like the coaches, will, the film will show some of the things we see from up top. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to get everything in from the bench. When you For can sure. watch things from up top, you, you pick up things that we haven't seen yet. We don't always get those clips of the overhead view, right? So it's hard for us to figure it out. So it is nice where if, if you bring something up to me the next day and then I'm like, Oh crap, I didn't, I didn't realize that, that, last game I, I better go and check the film and see see what you're saying because then maybe i'll learn a little bit too so instead of just being like no you're wrong you gotta I, i'm trying to do a better job of taking a step back and being this is new let's figure other, out why and the other thing carl i was always kind of cognizant of is like i can ask you a question like that doesn't mean john carlson has the same opinion as you right like you guys in a locker room are going to have discussions and debates and i'm sure some would have gotten heated at times so there was there was always that knowledge of like what I'm getting here is a truth. It's not necessarily the truth because I can go to the forward group and they can, they might see things one way and I can go to the coaches and they might be, you know, see things another way. The more people you talk to as a reporter, the more uh, informed you're going to be. I always try to emphasize that to the, the younger generation coming up. That's going to do this, like talk to people. It doesn't have to be on the record. Talk to them and, see what they think and what they say. And then you'll have the perspective to maybe have a semi-informed opinion. If you could only see how many battles there were between Fords and defensemen <laughs> on, on who was at fault. <laughs> it was always someone else's fault. It was never your own or never your D-men. It was always the Fords. 
it's so true. And you, you gotta, like you said, everyone sees it different and, and somewhere down the line, you know, a mistake could have been made or something could have been fixed and, and it just doesn't happen. And then someone gets blamed and, and you hope that it's not always the same person over and over again. No, no, you, 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 usually it's blaming me. Uh, I blame Wino as, as his bit for a decade now. Uh, when we come back on Caps, I want to get Brian's thoughts on kind of the Capitals offseason, some of the bits we do uh, on the Capitals beat. And of course, later, Brian gets to take on Carl's stupid questions. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner and NBC Sports, I think, Deputy Managing Editor. Is that your title? Brian McNally. I'm AP Hockey Writer Steve Wino. Um, Brian's in charge of NBC Sports Washington Digital stuff now, but he's still part of our Capitals group text. So whenever Capitals make moves, we make jokes, we talk about it and all that. So I'm curious your thoughts from a guy who's covered this team off and on for a decade, what you make of Brian McClellan and the Capitals offseason. Brian's never shy, right? When he when he says we we got to make these changes, he's usually pretty good at like just following through on it. I think goalie, obviously, we all would have said, you know, in the off season and even early in the season, oh, like maybe one of these guys is is headed out of town or whatever, and maybe they're going to make some changes. But Mac didn't mess around, did he? He just said, nope, bringing in two new goalies, we're going to go with it. I'm not worried about these young guys. Maybe great a couple of years from now. I don't think the Caps at this point in their organizational um, structure can worry about three, four years from now. They're worried about next year and the year after and bringing in Darcy Kemper. Certainly look, the guy is going to, I think if he's not raising the Stanley cup right now at his own party, he's going to do it tomorrow. Right. He's doing, he's got the cup sometime this week. summer, right? Yeah. I, I literally think it's this week. So he's, he's going to, uh, you know, there's no better guy to bring in. Those guys don't usually become available. Um, and it, I, I think it gives them a, a, a structure and a basis going forward into this season to, to kind of deal with the other, maybe slowly work in the other changes they need to work in. Look, it, it's unsettled, right? Tom Wilson's not going to be there. And I know they, they throw December and those timelines around. He just had surgery in June. I, I know we all know Tom, like I, if anyone could come back from that injury quickly, it's him. But like, do you need him back in December? Can the team be settled enough that in, in January and February, you give him an extra couple months um, to me, those are the, at least in the early season, the kind of the key question for me and, and how they're going to make use of that and, and Dar- getting Darcy Kemper gives them the chance, I think, to, to kind of settle in and in a tough division and, and figure out the answers to those questions. I think it also just, just from seeing some of the, the goalie talent too, the prospects that are in this prospect pool, 
um, I think that that kind of gives you a good timeline too, right? The there's a five the five year deal for Kemper and the three years for for uh, Lindgren there. I think that's that's a good timeline for a goalie, right? You give him give him three three more years of school and some time in Hershey and stuff, and then and then see where you're at, right? Because it's it, I mean it's just so important to be able to have some homegrown goalie talent, right? And and be able to have them kind of locked in. So yeah, it's it's um you're you're exactly right. That's what I do love about Mac is he's he kind of tells it the way it is, right? And it's not it's not a it's not much of a game of guess what I'm going to do next. It's uh, it's kind of nice that you can actually follow what he's saying. I'm Carl, was he that way for you guys? Because you like players sometimes management can be very like stone. We're not telling you anything. Mac is honest with us, and I I assumed that carried over to you guys. But maybe it's just you reading what he's saying to us. But like, was was that communication? Did you always feel like was at least there? Even if you didn't like the message, at least you knew. Hey, I have a pretty good idea of what this guy is looking to to do this summer. Yeah, I think for the most part, like he, he doesn't doesn't really give us much in or didn't give us much in uh, year end meetings and stuff, right? It was, was what you what you think, you know, what what kind of changes need to be made or whatever, and then he kind of takes it all in and then and then makes his makes his decision. But for the most part, we've already talked about that as players, right? We've had our team party the night before, and then we've all <laughs> we've all bitched about it to each other, so we kind of all know what we're gonna say, and then it's whether or not he goes out there and, and does it is is the other thing. But even like in my, my free agency year, you know, like pretty much said right away that then they had some things to figure out with other players and it, it was, wasn't looking good. And it was like, um, I really hope you're lying right now. And it actually is going to work out, but you know, it ended up being exactly the case. So you do, you do really appreciate that. Like when it's one of the worst things in, for sure in sports, I would imagine it's the same in all the other sports is when, is when something comes out of this side of the mouth and then something comes out of that side and, sure. and then you have no idea, right? Because you, you really, you put a lot of effort in, into, you know, helping and in, in doing what they've told you to do. Like I had this exact situation happen to me in Montreal and here we go back to chirping about Montreal. Why know? But um, <laughs> this is what we do. Lauren. This is what we do here. Exactly. Both Julian and Montreal. Oh man. The, and the GM too. He, he told me once I had a conversation, like what's going on? You know, I haven't, haven't played in a few games here. You brought me back up and and still haven't gotten the lineup. Like, what what do you want me to do? You're gonna play next game. If you play good, you're gonna stick it, stick around and and be in the lineup. If if not, we'll figure something else out. All right, that sounds good. We we go ahead and we implement these new stats that we're taking and uh, and that game they kind of it was up to a hundred a hundred percent was obviously the best you could get. I had I think I was at ninety two percent. The next closest was was Weber at eighty six. And then after that, everybody was in the seventies or below. And I was like, sick. All right. I did it. I'm in the lineup. Next thing, I'm out of the lineup the next day and didn't get back in for another 10 games. I'm like, what? Don't even, don't tell me that if that's not going to be the case. Right. And that right there is just what, what will, will bug players and make them not want to come back to, to that organization. So I think everybody, you know, whether it's the players or the media or the fans appreciate, you know, shooting it straight. I, I yes. One one there. Like, don't, don't tell somebody something and then backtrack immediately. Like, it's just not, it's not a way to keep people on your side. Right. That, that's, right. that's your management style though, Brian, I, I, which I give you a lot of credit for kind of running what you're running there, trying to be honest with people at your department. I I, I know that one story I wanted to ask you about, and you know, you've written it, you've talked about it, but the, the Nick uh, extension story with, with, uh, with Alex that you wrote about, the, you're the only person who witnessed the Ovechkin-Backstrom oh. interaction when 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 Alex signed his 13-year yeah. contract. Can you please tell this story real quick? That's so funny. Yeah, I, no, I was. A, I know I've written that before, but I was a, a young dummy reporter, um, just kind of joining the Caps beat, 
maybe the year before Wino. I'm not sure. This would have been 008, right? When Ovi got signed. 13 years, yeah. Big 13 year extension, which I can't believe is already over. Like we've, I've, we've gone through that whole contract at this point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he and Nick were, um, they had a big event at, at Cap One or whatever Verizon Center at the time. Um, and they announced to the fans that, you know, Ovi was going to uh, sign a, I forget how Ted put it. Ted, uh, Ted Leonsis got up in front of the crowd and kind of teased it a bit and then announced it was a 13 year contract and the, the crowd exploded and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, the OV gets is, has signed this extension. Everybody, it's not a Juan Soto situation. We know he's going to be in DC for the majority of his career. And I just happened to be leaving the arena uh, in that elevator that goes down to the, the garage. And I think they had let us park on the players level for some reason. I don't know. My car was on their level. I got in the, in the elevator, just as Nick and Ovi were, were in the elevator. And I was saying, what's up, what's up guys. They were leaving. I think I forget the exact scenario, Steve. I forget if like Nick had driven him. I think that's how I put it. I'm, I'm forgetting my own story now, but regardless, mm-hmm. I think Nick had given, he, he had given Nick a ride or Nick had given him a ride, whatever it was. And I'm, I'm in the elevator and they're playing it cool. Hey, what's up guys. You know, you're in the elevator with a player. You try not to not try not to say much or whatever. And, and we go down a floor and, no, congrats, man. Good luck. We'll we'll see you later in the week or whatever. And I just happen to be walking away, and they both jump into call it. Nick, I, it was a truck, so I think it was Nick's truck. They jump into Nick's truck, and when they shut the door, mind you, they have not said one word since we've gotten on the elevators. Thirty, forty-five seconds, maybe a minute, and all of a sudden, I just hear this screaming from the car, and these two dudes are just wailing on each other, like <laughs> laughing, like literally, like. Like I cannot believe I just signed a 13 year contract for $122 million or whatever it is. And there's nobody else around. Like I'm watching, I'm kind of like hearing their yelling and them just literally goofing on each other and just doing all this stuff. And I just, I just had to smile and kind of walk away and be like, that's that stuff. Most people aren't going to, even their teammates didn't see that stuff, but um, you know, it, it showed you how much, you know, how much they put into the sport, how much it matters. And you think like, athletes are jaded or they take for granted that they're going to sign a big contract. Even that dude didn't take that for granted. Like he was overjoyed and over the moon and they were acting like 10 year olds. And I thought it was hilarious. So <laughs> it's always, it's always stuck with me all these years. It's a bunch of, bunch of big kids in that dressing room. I can, no I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that, that, that lesson was hammered home with that, that moment for sure. That's, that's just my favorite story. Uh, when we, uh, we don't have a whole lot of time. Brian's got, family stuff a broken dryer at home uh but when we come back on, on all's caps brian is the latest victim of carl's stupid question with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner and NBC Sports Washington's Brian McNally. I'm AP Hot Carter Steve Wino, and now Carl's favorite portion of the show, Carl's Super Play. Yes, this is where we all have fun and the points don't matter. Thanks, Brian, Drew. I'm going to get you with a few new questions ones that i haven't asked before because i figured it was time that we switch things up a little different flavor but at the same time there, there's one or two old ones um okay first one is uh do you have a hockey saying that you hate i mean it's almost certainly uh we just need to get it in deep your pucks like, in deep yeah right 
hit the puck in deep. We just got to, you know, got to get the puck in deep, be physical, get in the corners. Like, please don't tell me that again. I, I need no one ever to say that to me again. But you know what? It's the truth. It is. I know it is. That is the problem. It's kind of like I know you're actually telling me something legitimate, but I just, I just, it's my fault for asking a question where the answer was get the puck in deep. So I, that's always how I looked at it. The question should be. So I know you guys need to get pucks in deep. Yes, this is how I ask it. To do, uh, dude, this honestly, I will say sometimes I understand what you're trying to do. Puck in deep. Beyond that, what are you trying to do? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Nice job. Uh, okay, next one is, do you remember what your favorite toy growing up was? Favorite toy growing up? I'll, I'll stay out of the video game realm because that was definitely would have been my, you know, like Sega Genesis or whatever we had back in the day uh, would have been my number one, like go to right after school. Uh, if we're going like when I was a little kid, I had like a little uh, like a Sesame Street thing. I'm talking like four years old, like a little little house or something with little tiny people. And I used to literally create scenarios. It was quite creative kid, Carl, or lonely one or the other before my, before my brothers came along. So it was this little like old school 1980s, like toy house with these ridiculous looking tiny people that I could like put like a cowboy hat on, or I could do all this stuff. So that was, that was probably young Brian's favorite, uh, favorite toy thank god video games came around because otherwise i would i probably would have been screwed so <laughs> i uh, wish i could teach my kids how to have an imagination like that and just sit there and put clothes on <laughs> toys or hats on things it's no screen it, time and all that stuff oh, yeah and it's it's nice but it's also not nice but i like that I was actually i was looking to see my my favorite toy growing up was in here but i'm sure the kids probably took it and hopefully didn't break it because near and dear to me but uh that's a good good answer wait right what, okay. what was your what was your favorite toy it's a little dump truck. It's like it's like this big, and nice. if you push on the back of it, it just goes beep beep, stand clear, beep beep, <laughs> and I would just push it all day long, drive it around the house and stuff. So it is uh, somewhere. Your parents, parents must have just wanted to chuck that thing out the window. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, this this one's fun because you get to see what kind of person you are a little bit. If you could time travel to any time, when would it be? That's a great question. Time travel any any time ever. Um, I would probably go to like I don't know, I, I would probably go to like colonial days. I kind of like colonial America, like or North America, whatever. I think that would be the best the best time. I mean, I don't want to go too far back. I feel like you're going too far back. You know what? I'm changing my answer. I want to be in the twenty I want to be in the nineteen twenties. Yes. I want to be like modern medicine is like kind of a thing. <laughs> I don't want to go too far back where like, you know, what, what is it? Like, you, what's the, the video game, Steve, where you, you die of dysentery? Uh, or Oregon or Trail, yeah. Oregon Trail. I don't want to die of <laughs> dysentery. Such a good game. <laughs> I want to live, it's such a good game. I literally want to be in the 20s where things were like cool and people wore cool clothes and they were inventing new dances and everything with Babe Ruth <laughs> lived and all that stuff. I think that would be a cool time to be uh, alive. and But I wouldn't die of whatever of dysentery yeah yes yeah. <laughs> cholera right? i think i yeah. think that would be my my answer there I, what i what i thought you were going to say was world war ii i know your grandfather were like was in world war ii and you have a great yeah. story that i hope you turn into a book about kind of his time going back to italy and all that. i thought you were going to say world war ii for that very reason I, I i was i thought of it briefly and then i was like no i'd be in world war ii i don't right, want to yeah, be yeah. in an actual <laughs> war, world war my grandfather hated that um but the end of it was so, pretty cool the end of it was cool. He got to go back. He he literally was an Italian American. Well, he came over at eighteen, got drafted into the American Army, 
and then got sent back home and ended up in his home village. So, uh, you know, he uh, I'll, I'll write the book at some point, Steve. It's, yeah, uh, I, it, I'm looking forward to it. I got to do a little more research, but we'll, we'll, we'll get it out there. I love that. I'm, I asked that to, to my wife, Mandy, right before we did this, and she picked 1920s as well. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. She like, she loves she loves. She, well, she's like, I'd, I'd like to be around the 1920s, but only if I was like a lady or a royal or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like everybody a little, else. A little probably. bit of cash, a little yeah, bit of money. Cash. Yeah, no problem. kidding. All right. So the next question I got for you is, uh, is there a personality trait that's gotten you into trouble? Um, my my example is is that I'm ultra stubborn, and it's it's led to a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, arguments at times. Um, but uh, what, what would you think that yours is? I probably that at times I can be too uh, reserved. Probably the opposite of you there. So like something may happen where I'm like, should I say something there? Nah, you know what? I'm gonna let that go, and then it snowballs <laughs> into like a Seinfeld style like comical like, and then you know. So, there's a fireball going on behind me and I'm like, I probably should have said something there. I probably should have stepped in. So that would, that would be my personality trait that I probably need to uh, continue working on occasionally. Right. Getting in trouble. <laughs> Perfect. Too reserved. Okay. These next two are, um, are based on the, like the, would you rather questions? So the first one is, would you rather have bad gas or dry mouth? Like really dry mouth. Uh, probably really dry mouth because you're not <laughs> you're not fumigating a room right if it, it depends if i'm like by myself all right probably the gas but if i'm in a like social setting i'll just pound water like that's that's all good i don't need to like but the idea of having bad gas in a social setting is it's raising my blood pressure <laughs> that, that's making me a little bit if, if you're around the boys or whatever okay that's fine but if you're in like a real proper nah i, I i'll just i'll i'll deal with the dry mouth yeah, I'm probably on the same page as you there, but then thinking about dry mouth, like always just making that sound of like smacking your tongue that's, together that's, and that's people hate sound. mouth sounds too. That's uh, not really yeah, something you want to listen to. That's true. If it's going to be long term, maybe I would just take the, uh, <laughs> I just, I just like, you guys deal with it. All right. I'm, I'm going with it. All right. <laughs> okay. And the last one here is, would you rather go without toothpaste or without shampoo? definitely shampoo i can i like i can't not brush my teeth i can't i can't just some people can just do the like little the, the toothbrush without the tooth like oh i forgot to pack toothpaste i'll just like do you know a quick rinse i, I hate that feeling like my mouth it's gross i don't like it the shampoo i can deal with it i'll just i'll just uh i don't know isn't there dry shampoo why no can't you use oh shampoo but, you can't but, have then, shampoo. but then you can you shave your any head. of it well okay let, uh, let me you could you could shave your head okay well let me let me let me pose this this question though have, have you ever noticed um that your your breath is fresh after you've had an apple you ever uh, noticed that? no so if no, you ever have if you ever have bad breath yeah if you ever have bad breath have an apple and it completely refreshes your mouth so knowing that knowing that you could just you know chomp on an apple and then rinse your mouth out with water does that does that change at all, or would you rather still just shave your head? <laughs> I don't think it changes at all because I'd still have the feeling, right? If, if you're telling me it kind of cleans it, then I'd be like, all right. But if if not, then I'd be like, I don't know. I'll just I'll live without the. No one knows if I didn't. I mean, this hair is ridiculous. It's curly and whatever. No one no one's gonna know about the, the no shampoo. I think I think I would still go toothpaste. I think. Okay, I, you I, you you have an apple for breakfast tomorrow morning before you brush your <laughs> teeth, and then text me and let me know what you think. 
We got one. We got one here. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this off tomorrow. Yeah, I'm I'm learning some things here. This the, this, the, this uh, is what we do. We we we, we pod, have some laughs. We tell some stories. We learn some things. We learn about people about people's personalities from the answers to these questions. Right. Absolutely. That's the whole point. All right. That's all six for you. That was fast. Nice work. Um, okay. Let me just quickly go back here. Um, Bucks and deep. That was the that was the answer. Um, the dress up toy one. Very jealous. Good one there. <laughs> and the gas and the shampoo. Okay. Whew. Let's see. Let me go back to my list here. And like the 1920s answer being the same as Manny's is a good one. That, that, oh, yeah. That definitely bumps you up there a little bit. But it brings you to uh, 127 points, which okay, puts you ahead of JJ. Really. Yes, it does. By, by, by seven okay. points. Congratulations on that. Well, I appreciate that. That's good. I feel, I, feel, I feel good about that. 1920s answer. That was the one. Put you over the top. If Mandy's on, if we're on the same page there. I think I think I was well, going to get some good. Points, uh, well, I hope so you guys continue works. to be teammates well, at Sports, Sports Washington as next season goes on. Brian McNally, thank you for joining us on All Caps. It, it, it's 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 amazing. Me, Brian and I have known each other probably the longest of, of almost anyone in my adult life outside of my family. So the fact that we've taken him almost a year to go on this podcast is my fault. But thanks everybody for listening, and we'll talk to you next week on All Caps. <laughs>